Hello, I'm Trevor. And I'm Mark. And this is Talk Apocalypse, a podcast discussing the current fortnight of Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I am in Doomsday North Premiership, and Mark is in End Times North Liga 2. And today we'll be going over the questions from Fortnite 27, Day 6. Here we go. Question one, starting with uh, an NBA question saying, although there are many sons of NBA players and coaches who are now themselves head coaches or assistants in the NBA, there's only one assistant coach whose son plays for the team he coaches. Give their last name. It also notes the sum accomplished with a father never managed to, which is to be selected as an all-star. I didn't know it off the top of my head. I was like, gosh, this, 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 this guy must have a, a decently famous father played in the NBA, but he wasn't an all-star, so maybe not too famous, but I didn't know it. So the only, the only sort of route into this for me was the parenthetical that, okay, this son is an all-star this year. Okay, well, who are the all-stars? And it's not just their all-star, but this is their first time making the all-star team. This is a, so this is a young player. Okay, well, who are some who are some of the young players? The two two that came to mind right away I know are Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Halliburton. I, I was more confident that this was Scotty Barnes's first All Star team on the Raptors. You know, obviously a, a high pick a few years ago. Um, this is his first All Star team, and then I was like, Tyrese Halliburton is this is this his first All Star team? Could be a second. I just I know Halliburton more because he's a Wisconsin guy. He um, played prep in Wisconsin, so I root for him. But not being as confident in Halberton, I said Barnes for this one. When I first read this question, I was it was late on Saturday night, and I was actually watching the dunk contest slash skills whatever was going on uh, from a hotel room in Providence, Rhode Island, where I was attending my daughter's volleyball tournament, which is why we're late recording this because it spilled over late into Monday. So I was like, okay, I know I know who this is. I couldn't, I didn't think of it right off the top of my head. And so I started going through guys who I knew were first time all-stars for sure. And other guys who I knew were just knew were all-stars. And I wasn't sure if they were first, their first time or not. I knew, I knew this answer, but I did not know it right off the top of my head. So uh, Tyrese Halliburton thought of right off the bat, but I was like, nope, it's not him. I remember hearing the story of how the dad is an assistant coach. I just couldn't, it, I'm like, it was not Halliburton. thought about Anthony Edwards. And I'm like, nope, that doesn't ring a bell either. And then I thought about uh, Jalen Brown, which I, I don't know if he was a first time all-star. I don't think so. I'm like, no. So oh, I no, I can't him. He is. Yeah, it, it's not him. And I'm like, all right, who else? And I started going through the, I started with the East because I'm a Northeast guy. And so I just started with the East, not the West. And I was like, all right, so Celtics are in first place. Bucks are in second place. Knicks and Cavs are, oh, I'm like, oh, Knicks. I like Jalen Brunson. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yep, that's what it is. It's Jalen Brunson. Because I remembered when he signed with the Knicks, he left the Mavericks and signed with the Knicks, and his dad had been named. It was either named an assistant coach like right afterwards or was named an assistant coach before. And then the name Rick Brunson rung a bell for me as being a former NBA player and, and uh, major college player when I was younger. So as soon as I thought of Jalen Brunson, I'm like, that's what it is. Uh, so that's what I put down. And that was correct. Nice. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of these guys are two time all-stars. I yep. think like Anthony Edwards thought of him, but I was like, yeah, yep. I'm pretty sure he's made a couple. I, I was pretty sure um, he had two. So 
I thought yeah. of De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, it's just, I don't even know if these guys are all-stars. So it's just like good, good NBA players. I don't watch a ton of NBA. Did not watch the all-star game. Again, I was watching volleyball. When the game happened, I saw there was like 450 points. And like the yeah, East insane. made 40, the East made 42 three-pointers or something like that. Yeah. Just dames hitting half court shots. Crazy. It's not even really a game as much as it's like an exhibition. Like yeah. they're taking they're taking three-quarter yep. length shots. And yep. Question number two. Of the top 10 countries in Europe by population, including any country whose land mass is even partially in Europe, eight have had at least one men's soccer champion from the capital city in their top domestic league since 2000. And it says name that either of the two nations that have not. My approach on this one was just to start going through and making a list in my head of the largest countries in Europe by population. As an American, I guess I would always start with the UK. And so I was like, okay, UK. And then I work from west to east across Europe. I was like, okay, UK. Yeah, London for sure has had some clubs. Spain, Madrid, obviously, is one. They're the, that's the capital. France, PSG, I know, is one. Belgium. I happened to be in Brussels last summer, and I know that Anderlecht is a suburb of Brussels. We actually stayed in Anderlecht, and I know that they're the dominant club in Belgium. Wasn't sure they were in the top 10 of population, but and then I was like, well, Netherlands, you know, I I know Ajax is in Amsterdam, uh, and I got to Germany. I was like, oh, Germany, okay, Berlin's the capital. I was like, oh, there's no good clubs in, in Berlin, I don't think. I know there's Hertha Berlin, and maybe like 1870 is Berlin, too. I don't know, but I'm like, I, I know they're not very good. Bayern Munich. Uh, has won. I was just reading about them. They won 12 in a row. And I know Dortmund won some. Uh, I think Leverkusen had won some as well. Uh, so I was like, okay, feeling pretty good about Germany. I kept going on with other countries that I could think of that had large populations. Russia, you had Spartak, Moscow. I'm not sure if Ukraine technically is European. I think they are. I was like, well, you get Dynamo Kiev. Like they've definitely been the champions, I would assume. I did almost trip myself up because, spoiler alert, I did answer Germany because I was like, well, Turkey, yep, that's that's part of part of Europe. I'm like, I know Fenerbahce and Galatasaray and Besiktas are all in Istanbul, so that can't be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whoops. Uh, Ankara is the capital of Turkey, not Istanbul. So I, I – and I couldn't really think of anything else with confidence that was in the top 10. Uh, I, I have a friend who lives in Warsaw with his family now, and I know that – I think it's Legia, Legia, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, is the local Warsaw club. And I believe they're in the Champions League this year uh, from being, I think they're in the Champions League last year too, for being the Polish champions. So all that to be said, I ended up going through the process, but feeling good about Germany right off the bat and then ending up answering Germany. This was one that I read it right away and I had a couple, well, I had a long, I have a long story behind this. Not 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 a long story, but a story. At first, I just totally just skipped over the top 10 in population. And I just thought countries in Europe. And so I'm like, well, okay, well, I mean, this this could be a tiny nation. I, I truly, I was like, this could all, if this is the case, this could, this could be like Liechtenstein. I don't even know if they have a domestic league, but maybe Liechtenstein. Ah, who knows? And uh, so I, I did not answer this one right away. I sort of went down to the rest of the questions. And I think question three sort of as we'll talk about in a minute, but question three sort of got me in a sort of tailspin in terms of my thinking. So I came back to question two. So thinking through it again, okay, there it is. Okay, there it is. Population, population. Okay, so I'm looking for a large country here. The first one that popped in my mind was not Germany, but Italy, because I'm thinking about Syria. Ah, 
and Juventus being a huge club, and I don't believe they're in Rome. If they are, well, whoops. Juventus or AC Milan, Inter Milan, chances are those three and maybe one other random one are the ones that have won Serie A since 2000. I know AS Roma, I believe, is the name of the is a, the top club in Rome. I could just be totally wrong and soccer for soccer. Huge soccer fans are mad at me, but AS Roma was the name of the club that I could think of. And I said, I don't think they have won recently. Like, I can't think of them being in the Champions League as a champion of Serie A in a long time. It's always Juventus or it's, yeah, it's one of the Milan clubs. So Italy struck me as a very good answer. And so I, I, and I thought of, I kept going through other countries, thinking about France, yeah, like all the things that you said. And I, and I did think of Germany and I thought, ah, Union, Union Berlin? Okay, Union Berlin is around. I know they're de- they're decent. They're not bad. So really, to me, it came down to Italy or Germany. And I didn't feel especially strong about either one in terms of like one is clearly the better answer than the other. And so I went with my first instinct and I said Italy as my answer, which uh, when I answered was very disappointed to see that the answers, correct answers were Turkey and Germany. Yeah, I was not too thrilled about this one because I was, I was so close. And I think I, I think I had a really good answer that just didn't happen to be right. Yeah. Juventus is in Turin. The other club there, I knew that I was pretty sure that Lazio is also in Rome and mm-hmm. just looking it up. Yes, they are in Rome and they won in 2000. So I don't know. I just thought I figured Roma had won at some point. So I did think of Italy. That was one I didn't talk about. I, I figured AS Roma had won at some point in the 2000s because I feel like they were okay. I went and saw them play Liverpool at Fenway in like 2014, maybe 2015, something like that. And I thought that they okay. had been champions at that point, but I also know that Juventus won a whole bunch because uh, there was a question recently somewhere. You know, Juventus got docked all these points back in like 2008, and they came back and won Serie A like eight years in a row. So I look, yeah, I look, I looked it up afterwards, and yeah, the oh 2000 and 2001 season, Roma won their most recent title, yeah. uh, and Lazio won the year before that. So like, I'm so I'm I'm so close to the right answer, <laughs> so close. Yep, like one year off of being a right answer. Yep, it's just like. I was kicking myself for that one. I but. feel your pain, Trevor. You know, I messed up a whole bunch of stuff last year. So yeah. <laughs> picking yeah. the wrong yeah. 50-50s. And... You know, it, yeah, it simultaneously like feels okay that you're like, okay, I was on the right track. Like yep. I'm not just completely out of left field, but it feels terrible because you're so close. We can move on to question three. This was this, this is the one I have some consternation with. The question is, what do these um, American slash Canadian Olympic hockey duos have in common? Listing... Um, a lot of names. Um, I knew them all to be. I knew not all. I knew, I knew several of them to be um, women's hockey players. Megan Duggan, Duggan or Megan Dugan and Carolyn Ouellette, 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 those, those and Julia Chu. Those are names. Those are the names that I knew. Like, these are women's hockey players. But when I was answering the question on during the night, the question was not phrased as in what do they have in common, but who do they have in common? And maybe I'm just like too grammatically like inclined that I'd like couldn't get past this that I didn't know the answer straight off like I didn't know okay all these these duos are partners they're all uh, married I did not I didn't know that but having the who do they have in common makes me think okay this answer is going to be a person because if you're asking who do they have in common you're gonna you want the answer to be a who not a what but a who so I'm like is this a coach they have in common 
is it like someone they played for? Um, did they win some sort of a? Did they all win some sort of award that is named after a particular person? And I just don't know enough of women's hockey to come to come close to name anyone that these people would have in common. With that, I just gave a joke answer of Ryan Seacrest. I just threw out a name, the first name that came to my mind. If for some reason Ryan Seacrest popped into my mind. I'm not sure I would have gotten there. Maybe I would have gotten there if, if the question had been, what do they have in common from the beginning? But yeah, I'm not too upset about it. Go ahead, Mark. You can tell us the right answer. <laughs> we already told us the right answer, but there wasn't Ryan Seacrest. Uh, oh, yeah, I did, I, right. So I, I don't know what time the the question changed. Uh, by the time I looked at it on set Sunday night, it was really late. <laughs> we had a really long day of volleyball on Sunday. Uh, so it was close to midnight. And I... It may have even said, who do they have in common? But as soon as I saw uh, Caroline Ouellette and Julie Chu, I was like, well, they're married to each other. I was like 100% sure on that. I didn't. I couldn't have told you what Julie Chu's wife's name was, but I know that she is married to a Canadian professional uh, hockey player, Canadian Olympian hockey player. Two things did throw me off, though. One, it says American slash Canadian duo, and Julie Chu is American. So uh, I'm like, why is she listed second? But I don't mm. understand. <laughs> I'm a little confused. And her name is spelled wrong. There's no I in Chu. It's just C-H-U. I don't know if there's like alternate spellings, but the Julie Chu that I know did not have an I uh, in her last name. She went to Harvard. She was a great player at Harvard. I think we're about the same age. Like she may have been in college. Maybe she's maybe a little bit younger than I am, but I just think we remember her from, from being at Harvard, uh, being a great American uh, Olympian. Also familiar with Jillian Apps and Megan Duggan, Dugan. I was not familiar with J Jaina Hefford or Kathleen Koff. I'm not sure how to even pronounce that. I have never heard of either of them, but that doesn't mean anything. I was 100% confident that Julie Chu was married to a Canadian Olympian hockey player. And so I just said married to each other, which was the correct answer. I think if I had seen the question at first and it was who, I would have been like, what is this question? This would have been one like a situation where if I don't know the answer pretty much right off at, in the evening or at night when I'm answering them, I'll just wait until the morning. And a lot of times Shane will correct, <laughs> will correct typos. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. I had I actually had no idea what you were talking about when you messaged me on <laughs> Monday saying like I was one of the people that got caught in this trap. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I saw the email and it from yeah. Shane. It was like, oh, yeah, there was an issue with the question. And. It may have been, it may have said who when I looked at it and I just glossed that over. I'm not devastated by this because again, I, it's not like I knew the answer and I was just went off of it because of the, the wording, but the wording didn't help me get there. It, it actively led me down a different path. The Patty Kazmaier Award is the like the top college player. And I, I think at least the first four names, they all won it. If I remember correctly from a little bit of research I did afterwards. That's the equivalent that would, of, the, of the Hobie. That would be so. funny if it was like they all did win that award. And it's yeah. like, well, that would have been a legitimate answer. Yep. There's definitely but a I, chance. I didn't know that award. So, Question number four. Uh, it wasn't until 1952 that the USGA and RNA jointly abolished a rule in which one player's golf ball could block the path of his opponent's ball to the cup, forcing the opponent to chip over or putt around the obstructing ball. What word is used in this situation? Although the word has origin in the golf and survives today in non-golf context to me, to meaning to impede or present an obstacle to. I'm not sure where I first heard this term, but stymie just came right to mind. I think maybe it's from pool or billiards. It's the same type of thing. Like you put your ball in 
in front of somebody else's ball so they can't hit the ball into the pocket that they want. It seems crazy that this was a rule in golf that you didn't mark your ball on the green and, and get out of other people's ways. You just kind of could stick your ball in their way. <laughs> it doesn't seem very sporting. But yeah, it stymie came to mind pretty much immediately. And that's what I put down. Likewise, this was the first one of the day that I knew pretty cold. Yeah, not sure where I've heard it. Probably through a an article of golf rules or something, but yep, stymie came to mind pretty quick. I think the the last sentence there didn't super need it, but that, that might be helpful. Um, there are a few words that that could be like hinder or things like that, but stymie was pretty quick for me. So I'm happy to, I was finally happy to get one that I knew pretty quick, which, in, which was right, stymie. So I'm on the board. One for four so far. That's uh yeah, that's a, a a tough feeling when you go through and you're just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then you look and you're like, oh no, oh no. You see those red X's <laughs> and it's like, okay, stymie. Okay, good. I, I, I feel, get yeah. that one right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I agree with you. I think it's like, this is a little surprising that was ever a rule. Like, or, or was it just a loophole in the system that's like, they. No, I, I wonder, like, I wonder if it has to do with like, you know, some sort of croquet stuff where your ball's in somebody else's way trying to get their wicket. Like maybe that's where I heard it. Stymieing your somebody in croquet, you know, like golf's kind of similar where you're hitting a ball with a mallet type thing. And yeah, I don't know. It seems weird, but lots of games had weird rules back in the day. Golf still has some weird rules, but that's uh, part of the fun. Absolutely. All right. Question number five, the division three men's national championship in a certain sport includes 20 champions from New York, 15 from Maryland, and no more than three from any other state. What's the sport? This was basically, okay, what sport is pretty much primarily an East Coast sport? First one that came to mind was lacrosse, knowing that Syracuse, I know this is not Division Three, but like teams like Syracuse and Maryland, Johns Hopkins, those kind of schools, uh, I associate Duke, I associate them with lacrosse. So uh, lacrosse is an East Coast sport, and I said it makes a lot of sense that they'd have a lot of champions from those states, So, but lacrosse. Likewise, I also thought lacrosse almost immediately just based on the states. I did think about like, well, okay, let's try and rule some other things out. And like, it's not football because Mount Union is in Ohio and they've won like a zillion national championships in football. Soccer, I can tell you there's two colleges in New Hampshire that have won Division Three national championships in soccer. So I'm like, I'm just going to rule that out. Basketball, likewise, I believe there's couple colleges in new hampshire that won the d3 national championships in basketball so i'm gonna just rule that out and just be like this feels like lacrosse i think it's hobart in new york that has won like most of those 20 national championships i do not know what the mm. maryland school is but hobart was a place that i was actually thinking of going to college back in the day mm. uh, so I, it's just a place that i remember the name and i, I feel like they're the ones that won have won most of the ones from the New York uh, state. So I said lacrosse, which was the correct answer, which means I got them all today, which was good. I need wins. So I yeah. did uh, I did win my match on Sunday night, which was nice. Get me up into the light green. Now I'm not in the, not in the dark green yet, but I'm in the light green. I did not win. No, I did not. Sadly, my opponent got three, I think. Yeah, eight, three, four, two. He defended me well, gave me a four on basketball. He got he gave me a zero on the hockey, which I appreciated. So he got it wrong though. And then I 
I homered him on hockey because I said I was thinking, how who's gonna know who these people have in common? Like even he didn't yeah. have a great hockey score anyway. Yeah. Like how do you if I have no way of getting to this, surely other people are gonna find this tough too. Evidently not. So a loss for me, win for you. Congratulations. I'm I'm still in the danger zone. And we'll see what Sports Thomas has for us tomorrow.